Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. Good morning. Welcome to Journey Church. Um, my name is Pastor Grant. I'm one of the pastors here at Journey Church. Uh, if you, this is your first time with us today, welcome. Um, I'd love to meet you afterwards. Um, this morning I get the honor and privilege and the responsibility of sharing from God's Word today. So um, I do not take this lightly. Um, so, yeah, let's pray. God, thank you for this time. God, we just sang it. Help us to believe it and help us to live it. I have decided to follow Jesus, no matter the cost, no matter what that looks like, no matter what that means in my life. No turning back, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Help it to not just be words on a page, words on a screen words out of our mouth, but help us help it to be what we truly believe and are truly willing to live out every day. Thank you, Lord, for this time. May this time glorify you and your church. In Jesus' name, amen. So first of all, again, welcome. Happy Fourth of July as we gather and celebrate our freedoms. This is one of our freedoms. Right? This is one of our freedoms. We are a blessed, blessed nation. It's crazy. It's chaotic. A lot, lot going on. Still, we are so blessed. We are so privileged. So happy 4th of July. So my wife and I, Terry, have been back in Gillette just over a year now. Um, so yeah, it's been an amazing year. It's been so good to be back. Uh, it's been an honor of mine to serve with all y'all here at Journey Church. Um, but in a moment of uh, honesty and maybe even a little bit of confession, um, today we're going to talk about discipleship. And if I've kind of not led well, if you will, um, had other things happen, been an interesting year here at Journey Church, um, this would be, discipleship would be one of the places where I maybe haven't led the best, right? Um, kind of left it on the back burner a couple of times. So that's my that's all. I will own that. I'm human, right? I'm far from perfect. This is a new role for me. Um, I'm so, again, so blessed to be here, so privileged to be here. The people I get to serve with and serve is amazing. But so just that moment of confession, and thank you for your patience and love and encouragement along this line. Um, whew, got that out of the way. Okay, so I'm, I'm wearing the, the shirt from a Vacation Bible School for a, from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's a couple reasons why. Um, so, 
we had vacation Bible school here at Journey Church a couple of weeks ago, and so yeah, it was an amazing time. It was awesome. Uh, I didn't get all the final numbers, but one day in particular, I remember we had 230 kids in here, right? From 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 infant to, to 11 years old. Jesus loves you, right? Jesus loves you. 230 kids, 90 volunteers. It was just an amazing, like this beautiful mess, right? This beautiful chaos. It was a sweet time. I got the privilege of, of leading 10 and 11-year-old kids. So I had a mixture of boys and girls. There was, uh, I had like 10, and there was, there was four groups of 10, 11 uh, age kids, boys and girls. So, you know, some of them, it was their first Sunday, I'm sorry, their first VBS. So they were a little unsure at first, you know, like, what does this look like? And so our schedule was, we met in here for rally, then we'd go back there and do crafts, and then we'd go outside and do... Um, uh, we do athletics, you know, we do the outside stuff, then we go back for a Bible story and then snacks. So that was our routine for that age group. So, you know, like I said, a lot of them were first timers, so they were a little unsure at first, you know, and so day two, they're getting a little bit more comfortable with, with themselves and a little bit more comfortable with the other kids around them. And I've got some friends and we'll sit with them. And so day two, we're back doing crafts. And like I said, the kids are getting a little more comfortable with themselves. So the kids figured out, hey, all of us boys can sit together and all of us girls can sit together. We don't have to stay in our class, you know, for this craft. So back here we have a, a, a round table full of boys and another round table full of boys. And then in the middle, there was these two round tables full of preteen girls, you know, anywhere 10, 11, 12 years old. So for whatever, whatever reason, I chose to sit with them this day. And I'm just talking with them, and we're just bantering back and forth. And, and I said, I remember your dad when he was in high school. And oh, yeah, and I had your, I had your um, aunt in youth group back in the day, back when I was helping with youth back in the day. I had your aunt in my youth group. She was that age. And on and on the conversation goes. And over here to the corner, I could see this girl, and she's just like, the wheels are turning. She's like, like trying to do the math, and it's just not computing. And finally, she just couldn't help herself. She's like, how old are you? <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm 59. And she's like, you're 59? You're a miracle. <laughs> she's not wrong, you know. I am a miracle, but not how she meant it. So I'm a 59-year-old walking, talking miracle. So welcome to Journey Church. And uh, so this is the point where the pastor usually ties the story into the sermon. No, it ain't happening. I got nothing. There, there's got to be a sermon illustration there somewhere. I just couldn't find it. So welcome to Journey Church. Just had to share that story. So today we're going to talk about discipleship. As you see, the title, The Cost of Living. The Cost of Discipleship. Are you willing to count the cost? So, there's many books written about discipleship, rightfully so. Many definitions of discipleship. You can even go to seminars all about discipleship, rightfully so. It matters. It matters. So, there's many ways to define this term. Discipleship, however, it's a church word, right? It's a church term. I've never heard or used the word discipleship outside of this setting, I worked, for the, I worked in the retail world for 40 years. 
trained my fair share of new hires through my years, right? I trained them, I mentored them. But it was never like a discipleship, right? It wasn't like a follow Jesus. It was always, let me train you how to do this job. So discipleship, like I said, is a, is a church word. I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. Back when I got saved at 38 years old, I went from, uh, you know, I once was lost, I, now I'm found, I once was dead, but now I'm alive. And I was just like lit, right? And as I went to some of my mentors, some of my disciplers, if you will, and I said, what do I do next? And they're like, well, I think you should get in a small group. Get in a small group. I'm like, that's a great idea. I only have one question. What is that? Like literally, I had no idea what a small group was. I had no concept for that. Discipleship would be similar to that, right? It's kind of this moving target. A lot of people, not, you know, it's, like, it's a word we hear, but what does it actually mean? Well, I'm going to go with a pretty simple definition of what discipleship is. It's this. A disciple is an imitator and a student and a follower of Jesus. Not just a fan of Jesus, not just like, I love Jesus if it fits in this little box I have over here for him, but an actual follower of Jesus, an actual student of Jesus, an actual imitator of Jesus. That's my working definition of what a disciple is. So, with that definition, what should discipleship be? It should be life-altering and life-giving. If you're truly willing to allow yourself, as a born-again believer, to be discipled, it should alter your life in a good way. And you can't give away what you don't have. So it should be life-giving to other people. If you are plugged in upline, so to speak, and willing to then give away, it should be life-giving to other people. So today, as we're going through this, today isn't so much about the how, meaning the structures, the programs, the process of discipleship here at Journey Church. But we are going to talk today about the what is discipleship, but even more so, the why, why it matters, because it matters. Again, it should be true discipleship, should be life-altering and life-giving. Very common scripture used in this setting and on, with this theme, and rightfully so, is 2 Timothy 2.2. Easy to remember, 2 Timothy 2.2. You have heard, this is Paul talking to Timothy. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths, as you've been taught, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who then will be able to pass them on to others. Again, a very common passage, maybe well known. Rightfully so. There you see four generations of discipleship. Paul, Timothy, others, and then others. Generational discipleship. Discipleship should be generational, right? It shouldn't stop with you. You should go give it away. But if you're not being discipled, you have nothing to give away. 
You can't give away what you don't have. If you're not willing to put yourself aside and allow somebody else to pour into you, best they know how, as they're following Jesus, the best they know how, you've got nothing to give away. Be willing. Generational discipleship. Four generations there. But there's actually seven generations there. Here's what I mean. Starting with Jesus, pretty good place to start. Jesus discipled Peter. Peter, one of the people Peter discipled was Barnabas. One of the people that Barnabas discipled was Paul. One of the people that Paul discipled was Timothy. So actually you see seven generations there. It has to start somewhere. Myself, Stephen, and Aaron, we're all first-generation Christians. We've allowed ourselves to be discipled as first-generation Christians, but we've also, best we know how, go give it away. Generational discipleship. It can't stop with you. So that's the what. What is a disciple? What is a disciple to do? But I have a question. Are you willing? Are you willing to just show up? So simple, but yet so important. Are you willing to show up? Are you willing to bring what you have? Are you willing to take a risk? Is there risk involved? Oh, buddy. There's, that's the other reason I'm wearing this shirt. It says Rocky Railway. Can it get rocky? Yeah. Will it get messy? I can almost guarantee it. Why? Because people are involved. Right? We can be messy. We can be rocky. Right? Be willing to share. Just show up. Bring what you have. All of it. Good and bad. Be willing to take a risk. And be willing to share. You can't give away what you don't have. So let's go to the book of Romans. I love this passage. Romans 12, starting in verse 9. I think this speaks to be willing. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Here's a tough one. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Hard to do. Easy to say. Verse 15. Be happy with those that are happy and weep with those that weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. I love this next line. And don't think 
you know it all. I love that. Be teachable. Don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can do to live in peace with everyone. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. So I'm kind of a visual learner. Um, brought, a, brought along a couple of visual illustrations today. Kind of prop guy. I usually don't do that, but today we're, we're going we're gonna to lay a couple on you. So we're going to start with this one. Isn't that cute? Aww. Don't we all want to hang out with people like that? Don't we all want to be like that? Right? Shallow into the pool. Cute and cuddly. You know? Sky's always blue. Sun's always shining. I want to be like that. I want to think like that. I want to dress like that. I want to look like that. I want to smell like that. Right? That's easy. What about people like this? And if you're wondering who that is, it just might be you. Just, you know, I've been both. Right? I've been that guy. Not proud of it. I was that guy. I was, I was that guy this week to one of my kids. Right? I'm not proud of that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that dude or do that. Right? I want to be the other guy. Most days I am. I think maybe not. So let's put them side by side. So imagine I just took, I, took, I just took one of my kids to a doctor's appointment recently. So I walk in at this pediatric doctor, and all the decor was like that on the left, all the Nemo stuff, right? Of course it was. Imagine walking into a children's doctor and all the decor looks like the guy on the right. What would you do? You probably would leave, right? Just saying. So imagine that, imagine that. Or to put it another way, Jesus, like I said, Jesus, you know, we, we all want to be the one on the left. We all want people to think we're the one on the left. And most days, maybe we are. We don't ever want to be the guy on the right. And maybe we don't want to hang out with people like that on the right. It's easy to hang out with those that look like you, dress like you, talk like you, walk like you, even think like you, even have the same views as you when it comes to whatever scene you're in. That's easy. Anybody can do that. We're called to deeper water. As believers in Christ, we're called to deeper water. Matthew 5, verse 43. This is Jesus. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say... Love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as two true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you only love those who love you, what reward is that? Even corrupt tax collectors can do that much. If you're only kind to your friends, how different 
are you from anyone else? Then Jesus says this, even the pagans can do that. Even the world can love the fish that look like that on the left. That's easy to do. We are called to love the unlovable. We are called to do real life in a real way. People like that. And we'll end that, of course. Right? You can't make this stuff up. In both men's bathrooms, you can go look afterwards if you want. The soap on the sink is called soft soap, right? And the graphics on both of the soaps in both of the bathrooms is Nemo. He's on the soap in the bathrooms. If would you use soap if it had skull and crossbones on it? Probably not. You'd probably wonder, right? Can't make that up. But again, we are called to love both. Even the pagans can love those that, love, that look like themselves, act like themselves, think like themselves, right? That's easy. Or, to put it another way, now, if you've been hanging out with Journey Church any given amount of time the last six months, as you know, Pastor Aaron is going through the book of Ephesians. And as you know, the last maybe eight times now, I don't even know, he's shared the scripture I'm about to share. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is only there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism and one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Love, love, love. Live a life worthy of your calling. If you are truly a born-again believer in here, that is what you're called to. So I think maybe you get my point by now. But just in case you don't, I have another one. Hey, Vic, you want to come up here? Another visual. Again, I'm not much of a visual guy, but today we're going for it. Okay? Here's my friend Vic. Vic. Right? No, no, it's not what you think. No blood was shed in first service. Just so you know, which one do you want? I'll take the short one. Okay. All right. Now turn around. Turn around. No, it's not what you think. It's not, we're not going to duel. Okay. Turn, no, turn around. Back. So like this. Thank you. Okay. Here's my visual. What's this called? What else? One of the words is a sword, right? It's called a sword, right? Okay. So here's my friend Vic and I. We have an enemy. We have an enemy, people. And it's not the person sitting next to you. 
right? We have an enemy. I have an enemy. It's not my wife. It's not my friend Vic. It's the enemy. So if I am battling with all of my might for my family, for my men, for this church, for the kingdom of God, swinging with all, I, of, all of, my, with all of my might, as is my friend Vic, I may accidentally, inadvertently, as I'm battling, Nick, my friend Vic. There might even be blood. What's he to do? Switch hands. Carry a grudge? <laughs> no, if I'm swinging with all my might, as is he, as is my other four guys, whatever it is, whatever the number, we're back to back to back to back, and we're all swinging swords. Literally, not literally, but figuratively, spiritually, for the kingdom of God. We are going to nick each other. There might even be blood. Thank you, Vic. Thank you. There might even be hurt. I can almost guarantee it. What are we going to do? You ever heard the term, I got your back? Right? That's what it means. I've got his back. He's got my back. I've got your back, you've got my back. My role is to guard your back. You ever heard the term stabbed in the back? People, if you have ever been hurt by somebody in the church, I'm sorry, truly, it's hard. When the, when the world stabs you in the back, it's just the world being the world, right? But when that happens inside the body, it's hard. Trust me, it's really hard. But yet, here we stand. Here we sit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about inadvertent, you know, wounds, if you will. I've got his back. He's got my back. I don't abandon my post. He doesn't abandon his post. We've got each other's back. You ever heard about the, it's in Ephesians, called the armor of God. Right? We've all heard about the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God, right? If I'm reading the armor of God right, if I'm reading that metaphor that God led Paul to use back then, if I'm reading it correctly, there's one part of the body that isn't protected by the armor of God. It's your back. Why? Well, first of all, I've heard it said, and rightfully so, that's because we're supposed to be charging forward. So the armor is all for the front. But I also believe it's because somebody else is supposed to be, pre be protecting your back. Your back is vulnerable. You can't see. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. Other people are called to protect your back as you are them. And it could get messy and there could be bloodshed and there could be sacrifice and there could be suffering. I can almost guarantee it. What are you going to do? What's the alternative? Quit? Be willing to protect each other's back. He is not my enemy. We have an enemy. But greater is he, right? God is greater. Or, to put it another way, 
friend of mine just happened to send me this verse this week. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. We need, we are called to protect each other's back. So let's circle back. Kind of back where I started, if you will. The book of 2 Timothy. Starting in verse 1 this time. Again, this is Paul talking to one of his people that he's discipled. Timothy. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. Here it is again. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to then pass them along to others. The very next words. Endure suffering. That's not a popular message, people. I get it. That is not a popular fill the church, butts and seats, rah, rah message. But it's, to me, it's no mistake. Be willing to teach everybody and the, the very next words, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers do not get tied up in the affairs of civilian life for they, then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, the descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach, Paul says. Then he says this. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. Love this. But the word of God cannot be chained. The word of God cannot be chained. Then Paul continues. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those that God has chosen. I am willing to endure anything. That's my question. That's my final question. Here it is. Are you willing? Are you willing, people? Am I willing? Are we willing? Are you willing to just show up? Are you willing 
to show up, are you willing to bring what you have? Are you willing to take a risk? Are you willing to share? Again, we sang it. Did we mean it? Did I mean it? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to build my life on the rock. I have decided no matter what, Paul was chained like a criminal. He was willing. The word of God cannot be stopped. The word of God cannot be changed. Jesus said, I will build my kingdom. I will build my church. And he's still doing it. And the part that blows me away is he invites us in. With all of our junk, we're invited in. Are we willing? Are we willing? Father, help us to be willing, God. Help us to lay it down. Help us to surrender. Help us to forgive. Help us to ask for forgiveness. Help us to reconcile. Help us to battle the right enemy. Help us to battle the enemy that, that is after us, that is after our marriage, is after our kids, is after the church. Help us to define that. Help us. You've given us all a seat at the table. You've given us all. You, you have invited us all to your banquet. You pursue us with your love. You pursue us with your grace. You pursue us with your, your mercy. Help us to do the same. Help us to be willing no matter what. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.